Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, our princess is in another castle. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, we are almost upon Halloween. Uh-huh. Getting there. Getting there. And, uh, getting there, getting to it. I, how, how much are you and Sarah into, like haunted houses Ooh, i i'm pretty low um i i at this point don't want to walk through a th- space where like a human is going to be in a costume jumping out at me uh i did that too much in high school did you in high school we did a like haunted house every year oh, okay like your high school did yeah the high school drama department like that was our big fundraiser at the beginning of the year that would then like fund everything for the, the rest of the year um was this haunted house so i spent you know, uh, it was really just like one weekend every October, but like, you know, it, it ate my life for that, for that time. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't have any desire to, to do that or have that done to me. Um, and then just, that's just like an absolute no go for Sarah. What about you guys? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't care for it at all, but Mm. I, so in high school, um, I must've been like a sophomore or something, maybe a junior because I could drive camera when that happens anymore but 16 yeah <laughs> i was i was able to drive uh-huh. um maybe i have I was, an august birthday so i started my sophomore year as as a 16 year old okay got it yeah. yeah maybe i maybe i was a sophomore it doesn't matter it truly doesn't matter for this story Let's nail it down <laughs> uh so i i was in high school and i something in the community uh, put on like a haunted house and I knew friends that were performing in it. Yes. And so I did it and I thought it'd be really fun. Went through it or you participated? Sorry, I participated yeah. in it and I participated in like one, one time and I thought it'd be really fun, but it turns out I was like really, really bad at it. Oh, I'm really bad at like scaring people. Like I was supposed to, I was Michael Myers. Uh-huh. I was wearing like the Michael Myers mask and everything. Yeah. But I wore really thick glasses at the time. And so you could like <laughs> see <laughs> the reflection of like the really thick glasses underneath the Michael Myers mask. And then I remember the- Wait, lo- wait, wait. Yeah. What? You were wearing the glasses under the mask? Was I going to wear them over it? I, I, I don't know. I the, the fact that you were wearing them is confusing to me. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I couldn't see. The other ones. Okay, all right. Okay, and so the local news, right? Um, like went through the house with, yeah, you know, it was really bright. I and think everything. it's scarier if the glasses are outside the mask. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like you've interrupted Michael Myers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's it's Michael Myers who like has also read too much. He was so like doing the crossword puzzle and like you wandered and he's like, I got to take care of this now. <laughs> yeah. So, so like the local, well, def- believe me, I got notes afterwards, <laughs> which I think is why I never, why I didn't do it again. Cause like the local news came through yeah. um, to do like a little segment on it. And you know, so the camera person had their bright like light going yeah. on through and they go into like the room that I'm in and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I just kind of like, walk towards the camera yeah. being as like menacing as I can as you know like a I don't know 115 pound six foot <laughs> right you know what I mean right. like terrifying, uh, of terrifying. Course. yeah and um yeah I remember afterwards like the the person that was organizing it you know they gave notes to everybody and um uh I didn't I didn't get great notes mm. mm-hmm. lots of lots of areas for improvement I guess I should say um my senior year when uh, I was uh what was I? I was like the treasurer or secretary of the drama department. I was one of the not president slash vice president roles. Um, and uh, the like those of us that were uh, like uh, elected drama club uh, officials uh, had the roles of wandering spirits in the haunted house, which meant that we had like, uh, you know, costumes that could kind of like go in any room of the house. And we would basically like act as uh like you know we would stay with like obviously drunk people uh, you know like groups or be like these people are gonna get rowdy so like you just need someone there to be like you're like hey knock it off ghostly chaperones that's right where it's like hey 
that person's 14, leave them alone. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, uh, and my costume for that was I was wearing like uh, bright white like clown makeup like it did just just the white makeup right uh, on my face and then like you could see where it like uh, kind of scraped off on my neck like like I had applied it like the character had applied it himself um, and had three black dots under one eye was wearing a black bowler hat, shredded up tux pants, and uh, a tuxedo coat with tails and no shirt on under it. Um, and that was the spooky creep that I was. <laughs> As a wandering spirit. Uh, Mark, what are we talking about? If people would like to support us, they can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society, where you can check out uh, all of the cool stuff that we are offering there. If you are supporting us at the 8 or 16-bit levels, you get access to our monthly episodes of miniseries that we do. Um, We have done NCS Detective Club. We have done most of NCS Goes Broadway. We just put out an episode about the Music Man, um, and we got one more of those to go, and then we're going to be doing something new. So we probably have a poll up right now that you should be voting in if you are um, a patron to tell us what we're going to talk about next. That's right. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. We really appreciate it. Also, uh, we appreciate you listening to the show at all, whether you're a Patreon supporter or not. And regardless of if you are a member of Patreon or not, you can join our Discord. Join the Discord. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And we will send you a link. You click on that link. That link is an invitation to join the Discord. Uh, no other way to get in there uh, other than emailing us. If I have sent you a link to join and that link times out, uh, email me again. I'll send another link. It's no, no trouble at all. Totally fine. I'm not Mark. I'm not bothered by it. No, I'm not bothered by you emailing Patrick for another link either. That's right. Um, okay, let's get into it. Let's discuss our favorite Nintendo Royals. Now, Mark, as always, the question falls to why? Why are we talking about uh, royal characters within the world of Nintendo? Well, Super Mario Wonder releases at the end of next week. So soon. And uh, very excited for this. At the Super Mario Brothers Wonder Direct back at the back at the beginning of September, they we got our first look at Prince Florian. Yes. The royalty of the Flower Kingdom. And look, when we go to a new kingdom, we don't always get royalty, right? Like um, I, I think about uh, in Super Mario 3D World, we went to this whole like Dreamland Kingdom. They got Sprixies there. And maybe the Sprixies wear crowns. I don't think they're royal, though. Sure, they live in castles. I still don't think they're royalty. <laughs> I don't think they're royal. I, I think it's um a... Maybe they're like... Uh, elected? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe they're elected. I don't think they hold positions of governmental power. You think it's just an affectation? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think that's probably right. Yeah. They like wearing crowns. Mm-hmm. and uh, They got little wings and little yeah. dresses. And then their homes, uh, it's kind of like that, you know, like uh, m- just a McMansion style in that kingdom. Yeah, that's right. But they're castles. That's right. They're all prefab houses. <laughs> yep. They, Sarah pointed this out to me on her last playthrough of uh, Super Mario 3D World, that the uh, when you get up to the tops of, of the castles, like the last level in, in each world, um, uh, you can see that the bricks are the same color as the dress of the Sprixie. So, like, the oh. green one lives in a green brick castle. Good for them. Right? Yeah. So, they, like, they may be McMansions, but they've, uh, they've customized them. <laughs> or maybe they just ordered them out of the catalog that way. Yeah, or do you think, which do you think came first? Do you think their dresses Ooh, or, great like, question. their castle? Uh, maybe the castles come first because there are two different blue Sprixies. Mm. Like, they're different shades of blue, but it's, like... Guys, you're both blue, and there's only seven of you. So, like, <laughs> you could, we could have, we could have, we could have gotten. <laughs> we could have picked another color. Yeah. <laughs> could have picked another color, but we didn't. Uh, and maybe they were doing it just so they could, uh, you know, match match their castles. Mark, here's what we're doing, though. <laughs> we are going to uh, go through. We're going to talk about uh, Nintendo Royals, uh, just sort of in general. We've got a list of sort of like five table stakes Royals, Royals that were like these. Shouldn't be on either of our lists, but like they also 
can't not be discussed when yeah. talking about Nintendo Royals. Um, so maybe we uh, just start with those. Yeah, and I feel like the there's a couple of really obvious ones. Yeah. In fact, probably maybe all of these all are. But I would say one of the most obvious yeah. is Princess Peach. Gotta be Princess Peach. Uh, sometimes, for a while, called her Princess Toadstool. Then we learned, no, no, no. She has a name. Did she? When did she have that name? When did Peach come about? So I, I know Mario sixty four. She signs her note, Peach. Right, and I I feel like that was the transition point for uh, U.S. audiences. Mm-hmm. And honestly, she actually says both, right? Princess it, Toadstool, exactly. And I think, Peach. and I think that that was them like crossing the streams sure where that, they're like we're yes. gonna ease people into the hot tub of calling her princess peach right that that's like how uh resident evil 7 is uh bio resident evil 7 biohazard right the, the getting yeah, it everybody back to, like, gets something look we all get it and then biohazard 7 resident evil perfect oh. all right got it <laughs> we understand we understand how these games work now um so yeah uh, princess peach personality wise how would you describe Princess Peach? I honestly don't know that I have a good descriptor for Princess Peach. Yeah, I would say that uh, the kind of like post-game stuff that happens in Odyssey yeah. is probably... And I haven't... I never played the DS Princess Peach game, and mm-hmm. so maybe she has um, more... Super Princess Peach? Super Princess Peach, yeah. M- maybe she has a little bit more... I don't want to say personality, because it's not that... Peach doesn't have personality. And in games like Paper Mario, right. you know, she, uh, especially the first one, which features like moments where you're playing as her and while she's like trapped in Bowser's castle, but she's, you know, like um, uh, not helpless or anything like well, that. And, and not just not helpless, but like even while she's being held prisoner in her own castle, she's like routinely sneaking out into the secret passage. Yeah, like, yeah. She, she is throwing herself into danger. So like, there is an independent streak there. There is a um, she's going to uh, like seek out the um, the the sort of danger, kind of live on the edge, um, but is like still a proper princess. Yeah, I feel like overall her thing is being like warm and kind. Sure. Okay. Man, I love it when she goes on vacation by herself. In, yeah, that's uh, fun. In Odyssey, in Od- at the end of Odyssey. Mm-hmm. We still have to go through and rank her outfits at some point. That'd be really. We ranked fun. Mario's. We should do hers. We should. Um, and so, okay, then the next most obvious uh, princess has got to be Daisy then. Right. Of the princess of Sarasaland from mm-hmm. Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. Uh, but I feel like that detail is like kind of a footnote in like Daisy lore at this point, right? Like, yeah, we don't go back to Sarasaland um, kind of ever. Um, and she's she's just like another princess. I would say, yeah, I, I feel like because she is able to, like, to differentiate her from Princess Peach, I feel like Daisy's a little more rough and tumble. Yeah, she's a little bit brassier. Yes, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The Ethel Merman of yeah, the uh, princess. That's right. I think if you are out to dinner with Princesses Peach and Daisy and you spill on yourself, Daisy's going to make fun of you. Yeah, Peach that's is right. Not. No, Peach is too polite. Right, but she's quietly judging you, though. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> definitely. But Daisy, there with a joke, there to make you feel bad, but then also, like, there with a napkin, too. Right? This is all true about her. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Next, I would say we have here Princess Zelda. And there, of course, are a lot of different variations of Princess Zelda. Right. Um, And and we can even say, like, canonically, there are different versions of Zelda, because it's all part of one crazy timeline. Right. Uh. So we're going with the Princess Zelda from Ocarina of Time. Yes. Um, which is, I, I mean, I would say is like up there with like the Breath of the Wild Zelda as like the two most like fleshed out characters. Um, I always love in uh, Ocarina that like you meet her and she's already like spying on Ganondorf, right? Like she has a plan and uh, like she's a princess, but she's also a child, Uh right? So she has like limited levers of power that she can pull. And she's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. And it's like immediately like you boy, I trust you. Let's do this. Um, And like, so all that in like the, the early game. Right. And then she goes through this incredible transformation 
uh, where spoilers for Ocarina of Time, I guess, um, that she takes on this um, chic persona um, as the world basically ends, right? Like um, in the seven years that Link is asleep or, you know, trapped in the Temple of Time, um, so much goes wrong. And uh, instead of like squirreling away or being trapped in a different dimension like Link is, she's out there like, being awesome yeah being like a like stealth ninja yeah awesome person yes um so uh you know what what a cool she's just i i love the ocarina of time version of zelda yeah it's it's very good i agree with you i think breath of the wild is a great one i just want to shout out uh skyward sword within which oh yeah that's all with in the past couple of years, his uh, their relationship between I'm doing a little like raise the roof. Yeah, type you are raising the roof, and, and you won't stop <laughs> doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stop. It's still going. Um, but uh, the relationship between Zelda and Link in that game, I think, is also something special. Uh, it's been a little bit since I played Skyward Sword. Is she a princess in that game? Uh, kind is, of. Is there it's like royalty? Her dad is like the leader of. He's like Skywalk. the head of the school. <laughs> I think he's like the grand poobah of. Okay, I, I all right. Remember, I can't remember if she's exactly royalty or not, though. She might not be. I mean, this is why I ask: is that like there's not even really a kingdom? There's just like an island floating in the sky, right? Yeah, unknowable questions. Okay, great. Um, so uh, after after Zelda, we think here, here here's another like obviously uh, if we're gonna talk about. Uh, kings and queens in the world of Nintendo. We got to shout out Bowser, King of the Koopas. That's right. Another one that uh, we eventually transitioned from. Yeah. Uh, from King Koopa to uh, Bowser. Yep. Um, it is interesting. Why were just like none of the words right? <laughs> I guess it's because we're translating from Japan. But like, who is making these deci- decisions being like, mm, I don't, uh, uh, American audiences, they're not going to get Peach. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Um, uh, are you still uh, looking up uh, Zelda? <laughs> I was trying to, but it's impossible. Like, yeah. you look, I'm, with one hand, I'm trying to Google right. Zelda, Skyward Sword, Wiki, and it is just bringing me to a general Skyward Sword right. Wiki. And yeah, so it's too, the, the it's keywords too, are too, too messed to up. Drill down and at even the if you add the word princess, it's only going to make things. <laughs> Did you mean Twilight Princess? <laughs> um, but yeah, Bowser, uh, an angry dude. Um, Seemingly ambitious, but like his ambition is uh, weirdly aimed. Here's right? a, here's a question that I don't think has ever been explored. Great, is Bowser from a, or maybe it has been. I just don't know the answer. Has Bowser is Bowser from a competing kingdom? Does mm. he have his own kingdom? I guess that's the the uh, even though the Super Mario Brothers movie is not canonical to the games. Whatever that means. I can't believe I uttered that sentence. Yeah, I but I, I gotta go. <laughs> in the movie in the movie, uh-huh. it's it, his is a different kingdom. Like the mushroom kingdom yeah. is a separate it, it seems like he's an invading force. But yeah, we never yes. we but we've never really been to Bowser's kingdom, have we? Or like in World Eight in Mario this is what I Brothers was thinking, 3, yeah. is that like Bowser's kingdom? Is that where he lives? And Except if that's it, the case, no wonder he wants to take over the Mushroom That place kingdom. is full of, like, volcanoes and stuff. He's got to get Hands out of there. Hands that are, like, grabbing you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nightmare in there. Um, yeah, no, but, like, it's also, like, interesting to consider that, um, yeah, I guess he is an invading force, um, but he always, like, colonizes the worst part of wherever he invades, right? Like, he goes to Dinosaur Island in Super Mario World, and he's like, yeah, this, like, craggy place where there's always a thunderstorm. I'll live there. Why is he doing this to himself? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So maybe he's just a glutton for punishment. Maybe he is. Maybe that's just his thing. Uh, okay, so that's Bowser. Um, and then we, we wanted to have an even five here. So the, the fifth, and look, I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about this, but we got to bring him up because he's a king. <clears throat> Excuse me, a king. I'm referring, of course, to King K. Rule from the Donkey Kong Country games. Um, occasionally, look, he's a, a pirate captain. Yep. And other times he's a mad scientist. Um, but we are introduced to him as King K. Rule. That's right. And actually, I is the like mad scientist. It, I think that's a baron. I wonder if they're like related by blood, but I don't oh. know if they're the same person. Um see I always or the same rule. Yeah, yes, that's right. Um the same like but there's still no matter what, it's like a ruler of the Kremlin. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um uh 
But I think King K. Rule, he's our base guy, right? For sure. Um, uh, hard to say what motivates him because he steals Donkey Kong's bananas. To to, to what end? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's like a personal vendetta thing. Like maybe when we get the Donkey Kong movie, this is going to be yeah rife for exploration. Do you think? And the, we're gonna uh, find out they were like they went to middle school together. Oh and yeah. And it's just like a personal grudge. Right, right. One of them pushed the other. Because uh, Donkey one Kong definitely a bully. Definitely in middle school. a bully. Yeah, I do. I yes, one hundred percent. Donkey Kong was a bully in school. He shoved bananas into K. Rule's face. Yeah. Oh, that. I mean, that's it. That's probably it right there. Right, and he's like, "Oh, you want to give me your bananas? I'll take all your bananas. You'll never see another banana again." And really, in that way, like it's kind of a tragedy because. Uh, Donkey Kong bullying King 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 K rule. Yeah, bullying. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said bowling, <laughs> and I was like Donkey Kong bowling. Let's get that I on mean, the books. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> New episode. Let's pitch Donkey Kong bowling. <laughs> but uh, rolling little coconuts down the lane. <laughs> but yeah, I mean maybe like King K rule is misunderstood because Donkey Kong. Bull, and maybe not misunderstood because there's no excuse for bad behavior. <laughs> there's no excuse for becoming a villain and like taking right, over an right, island right, and yes. stealing everybody's bananas. I'm not making excuses. Right, but you think he's a tragic figure. He's, he's like a Lear, figure. right? Yes. That's exactly what I'm right. saying. Um, all right, so those are our table stakes. Princess what could King K. Rule be doing with that beautiful mind if he hadn't been driven right. to crime by Donkey Kong? Yeah, well, I mean, what indeed? We know that if uh, if not him, but possibly him, but maybe a relative, was smart enough to be a mad scientist. Right. Could have really done something, right? Could have invented like an app. Could have improved cruel kind. Yeah. Rule kind. I don't, I, I don't think a rule is, they're Kremlings, right? Oh, they're right? Kremlings, <laughs> yeah. 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 He's the king of the Kremlings. That's right. So and, could have improved the lot yeah. of the Kremlings. Yeah. Yeah, man. What a wasted... Wasted uh, potential, yep. a, for sure. A waste of a mind, waste of talent. Um, okay, those are our five. Peach, Daisy, Zelda, Bowser, King K. Rule. Uh, now we're going to each bring five of our favorites, five royals that we want to talk about. Yep. Um, that we think are interesting to explore. Uh, and then, Mark, we got a little twist after this. Um, should I lay out the twist now or wait until we've laid out our royals? Uh, let's, lay, let's lay out our royals. Let's uh, okay. set the table All first. right, all right. But just so everyone knows, there's a twist coming. There's more. Um, okay, so my first royal. And look, anytime we're doing a list of characters, it is uh, possible or likely that I will be adding this character to our list. Super Mario RPG, uh, the remake, is coming out in about a month. I'm referring, of course, to Mallow. Yes. Prince Mallow of the Nimbus. Uh, he was raised by Frog Fucius. It believed he was a tadpole. Didn't understand why he hadn't turned into a frog. Uh, also didn't understand why he had magical powers related to the weather. Um, and then, you know, goes with Mario and Frog Fuchsius is like, hey, by the way, um, you aren't a frog. <laughs> so I hate to be the one to break it to you, buddy. You're not a frog. Uh, Mallow's like, great, I'll go with Mario. Maybe I'll find my own people. Mario and Mallow and friends wind up in uh, the Nimbus Kingdom, a land above the clouds, seemingly ruled by cloud people. Um, and uh, Mallow eventually uh, reunites with the king and queen of Nimbus Land. Uh, he is a sweet, caring, adventurous little dude. He is a real sweetie. He's a real sweetie. He's real cute. Uh, he's got magic powers. And, like, no matter what, he's always going to, in the back of his head, think he's a frog. So, like, I don't know. If we any other king or queen or royal of any kind, we that won't be true of them. That, that won't. That, well... It will be true of my first pick. What? <laughs> which uh, um, thinks he's a frog, knows he's a frog. I'm talking, of course, about Wart uh, uh, from yes. Super Mario Brothers 2. Yep. yep. Um, uh, the king of Dreamland, I think, is what his deal is. Yeah, that, that feels right. And not in the same... It's not the same Dreamland as the Sprixies in Super Mario 3D World, right? No, it's not. No, he doesn't live in a color-coordinated castle, but he does wear a crown. So um, whether he's self-appointed or elected, or maybe there's a long, proud line of warts mm -hmm. that... Um, and so he's like the... Uh, the 
um, what is the word I'm looking for? He's like the scion of the ward. <laughs> dynasty uh i mean that's good but i was actually gonna say is he is the product of a long line of inbreeding oh i see brought us to where we are today um I, mark i've got a question for you yeah please wart yeah he doesn't is it possible he's related to the battle toads their names are rash zits and pimple his name falls in line with the naming convention of the battle toads well talking about villain backstories maybe that's the thing that set him off is sure. that he was like the Shemp of the Three Stooges, you know? Or like the Curly yeah. Joe, kind of yeah, like the right. forgotten Stooge. Mm-hmm. You don't see very many Three Stooges t-shirts or hats that have Shemp on them. Right. But he was a Stooge. Yeah. Maybe Wart was a Battletoad. And... Or they never let him be a Battletoad, right? Oh, that, yeah, like, of course. They, they're He's all like, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer <laughs> of uh, right. the Battletoads. I mean, they're out there punching and kicking. Their fists are turning into anvils and stuff. And he's like, I can shoot bubbles out of my mouth. Yep. And they're like, Wart, get out of here. To be turned away from the battle toads. No. And he's like, come on, guys, please let me join. And they go, in your dreams. And he goes, interesting. Goes to conquer dreamland. It just makes, it just makes sense. Yep. It just adds up. Um, uh, so yeah, King Wart. Yep. Um, and I like, he's a, he's a little bit of a pet project for this podcast, I would say. Yeah, we've gotten, we've gotten two pet projects out of the way. <laughs> our first two picks. <laughs> of course, the, our next pick will be um, uh, King Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. <laughs> All right, you joke, but for my second pick. I'm going to move my second pick down, so I'm not doing two hobby horses in a row. Um, for, for my second pick, I am going with, from Kirby's Epic Yarn, Prince Fluff. Prince Fluff, he's a little dude made of yarn. He looks almost exactly like Kirby, um, except he's blue, and he wears a little crown, and he's got, like, Peter Gallagher eyebrows. Um, so uh, what's here's what I like about Prince Fluff. He does everything Kirby can do. He's the second player if you're playing Kirby's Epic Yarn, right? Um, so there are two uh, characters that can play simultaneously. Prince Fluff would be the second one. Originally, Goodfeel was working on a game on their own this like with this yarn aesthetic, and Prince Fluff was their protagonist. They were showing it to Nintendo, and Nintendo was like, you know, Prince Fluff sort of looks like Kirby. Let's make this a Kirby game. And they were like, okay, all right. Um, and then we're just like, but Kirby, uh, but Prince Fluff still gets to like be here as like the player. He's the Luigi in this game, right? Um, and I just really like the idea that he's so easily like supplanted that like, no, 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 no. like here, look, you, we know you got your own thing, but like here's Kirby. He's going to do your thing exactly. He's a capable warrior. He can fight for his own kingdom. Uh, he remains made of yarn at, at the end of the game where Kirby goes back to being like Kirby. Um, but uh, yeah, Pr- Prince Fluff, um, uh, a, a noble warrior prince who uh, uh, just, you know, it gets uh, taken over by Kirby, basically. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, my next pick is going to be King DDD from the Kirby series. Two Kirby picks in a row. All right, yeah, here we go. And talk about a, uh, a character with confusing motivations. Sometimes he's a friend. Yeah, but I actually I feel like that's like is he also a king of Dreamland? How many Dreamlands we got here, Mark? (laughs) I think he is. So he appears in Kirby's Dreamland. Oh no, you're right. Uh, he's the self-proclaimed king of Dreamland. Oh, self-proclaimed. Well, what is that? Okay, I there is a name for it, and it's something. It's like uh in Super Mario Brothers two. It's like uh oh I know this, and it's it's subcon. That's what, yes, like, it's yes. like Subcon, well, the land of what, like, there's like, it's like Subcon, the land of dreams or something like that. So but isn't, isn't Subcon when you like throw down the potion and go through the door, then aren't you in Subcon then? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I, okay, here's what we'll do. Wart yeah. is the land of dreams. Okay. Uh, King DDD is the king of dreamland. Although... Although he is self-proclaimed, right? Like, yes, self-proclaimed. Kirby doesn't serve him even when they're friends. He seems to perform no administrative duties at all, right? But, it, uh, but, yeah, 
he's another conquering force, I guess, in some games. But also sometimes, sometimes he's friend, sometimes he's foe. Right. It's like Waddle Dee's in that way. I mean, you know what? I, I feel like King DDD is just in it for, like, the hedonism that comes with being a king. Uh, uh-huh. All he really wants to do is have, like, a pile of food next to him that he can just, like, inhale at any point. Yeah. You know, I I don't think he's really interested in, like power or like forming alliances or anything like that he just wants to uh he just wants the hedonism yeah i think that's right uh all right very good uh mark for my next pick my third pick here i'm returning to a hobby horse uh star tropics princess micah of the argonians uh she is an an alien princess um, who, by the way, I am just on the Nintendo fandom wiki right now, and I'm uh, I'm I'm a little wigged out by the description here. Uh, it says Micah is a character from the Star Tropics series. She is the very beautiful 15 year old princess of the destroyed Argonia, and is one of the few that survived. The the editorializing on very beautiful 15 year old princess. Uh, I just don't know why these details are. Included. Well, it must of course factor into the game, right? Her beauty. Mm, no, I I mean probably just that Mike's like whoa cool. <laughs> And maybe it's just that uh, he she is the same age as as Mike. Here's the thing: um, she plays a very tiny role in the original Star Tropics. Um, just at the at the very end, once you uh, have like reunited the little crystals or whatever, um, that she's like, "Hey, thanks, you saved us." Um, but she is sort of uh, Mike Jones's constant companion throughout Zoda's Revenge Star Tropics too, um, because. Uh, she is guiding Mike through his time traveling adventures. Um, she uses telepathy to, like, uh, you know, uh, like I said, just like guide him. He finds himself in the uh, ice age, and she's like, "Here, I'm going to help, like, help you navigate around all these different points in history." Also, in uh, Sherlock Holmes, which is not a part of history, but like is fiction. Um, but you know, whatever. Uh, the, the, the Star Tropics Two is an imperfect game. Um, but yeah, uh, she's. Uh, Here's something she does do. Uh, she makes fun of Mike, like, throughout that game, like, while helping him on, on his journey, like, just living in his head telepathically, uh, ragging on the dude. So, <laughs> I don't know, that's her whole vibe, I guess. Princess Micah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, my third pick, and I don't, uh, I don't know how we want to handle this one, but they're memorable royalty to me. Okay. And it's all of the king's in Super Mario Brothers 3. Right. So at the end of each right. world, there you go to like a castle and a, the king a king in that castle has been transformed and so you have to find the to, magic wand to change him back. Exactly. You have to go to the airship, <laughs> you know, defeat the Koopa yes. kid and you get the wand, it changes it changes him back. He's so grateful, he transforms. Um I as a kid I like I don't know, I thought it was always fun to go to each world see what they transformed into and you know? and then when they transform back that they all their designs are different there is one of them that does just look like mario wearing a crown yeah there is <laughs> um do you want to pick one or do you want to just like put them all in there as like hapless transformed kings from mario 3 well, let's do i'm looking it up right now and it's the waterland king is the one who looks like mario um they're all pretty good. They're all pretty good. I, I think we do just, maybe we just put them all together. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so we, we think these are just like classic kings, right? Like these probably are heads of state uh, in, in some capacity. I think they are for sure. They're, yeah. uh, their footmen appear to be toads. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're trusted advisors, I guess. They, it could be. They could be being advised by toads. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's kind of just like whoever's left in the castle. It's like everyone else ran away and one toad st- stuck around. The bravest toad. <laughs> Every kingdom has one brave toad. It's not this the s- is his story. <laughs> it's not the same toad in each castle. No, I don't think so. No. Okay, all right, all right. I mean, that'd be nuts. Because yeah, to- it mean, just means wh- that he got there before you. <laughs> This toad is a better adventure than Mario. Hero, that's right. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Good. Uh, I I like that. The the various kings from Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, all right, uh, Mark. I'm going to go a little bit off the uh, Nintendo path a little bit here uh, to talk about a game that I originally played on the Super NES that I recently replayed on Switch. Final Fantasy four. Um, there is 
there's a lot of royalty in the Final Fantasy games. And for a second, I was overwhelmed thinking like, oh, I could pick anyone from Final Fantasy. But I want to go specifically with Edward from Final Fantasy IV. Um, he is... He's a prince, but like his whole deal is that he's like a bard, right? That he uh, doesn't is not interested in matters of state, does not want to take over as like the next king of Damsian, um, and instead just wants to like play his harp and chill out and be cool. Um, but of course, all of this like kind of falls apart, not kind of, like totally falls apart when the castle is bombed by um, the, the, the king of Baron and uh, his uh, girlfriend is killed in the bombing. Um, and he's like, okay, I gotta like, I gotta, I gotta like straighten up here. Like I've been kind of uh, messing around a little bit, throwing my life away. And then he commits his uh, like musical magical powers because it's a video game um, to uh, helping to fight the evil empire. Yeah, the, um, we it's like the most heavy of the characters on the like the one. Mm, do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like not in a bad way, but in the sense that uh, actually acts like you would imagine a king to act. Yes, or that you He's would a prince, want to get yes. a prince. Yeah, to, you you would want a prince to act. Do you know what I mean? Like. Uh, none of these other characters really have any of that emotional heft. Yeah, a lot yeah, of them yeah. just seem to be like assumed titles, and they don't actually right, right, have right. like uh, have the burden of being the head of state. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, or even of being like a figurehead for their kingdom, right? Yeah. And that's uh, largely the role that uh, Edward like slots into, which like at a time of war is like. That re really what you need. Like he's still gonna like defer to generals and whatever because he's like, I don't have a brain for you know combat tactics whatever but i will play a pretty song on my uh harp which might turn some of the bad guys into pigs i don't know my next pick is one that again kind of going back to nebulous territory on what exactly they are royalty of but it's um princess rosalina from the super mario galaxy games um the one thing I'm not sure on Rosalina's backstory was, is, was she a princess as a child? Um, and I'm trying to recall from, like, when we see her as a child in, you know, like, the storybook part of it, if she's wearing a crown. But, like, yeah, was she born royalty and was kind of, like, adopted by the Lumas and rules over them benevolent benevolently? Or was she just a child who was taken in by the Lumas and eventually made their... Right. Was she crowned, like, princess of space, princess of the stars or something? What's, uh, like, I, I did have a, a, a second there where I was like, is Rosalina a princess? And, like, yeah, she is. She is. She is. Like, so in the Super Mario Galaxy 2 official guide, uh, you know, it's Princess Rosalina, your hostess from your first space adventure, yeah. returns to her comet ship. So she is definitely canonically mm, a hostess. <laughs> so I guess I was right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she, so she she is canonically a princess, though confusing as to what exactly she is princess of. I mean, she's definitely like a maternal figure to the Lumas, right? Yeah, no, I think she is definitely like uh, rules over the Lumas benevolently. Yes, but I just can't remember if she is like a princess on Earth. Right. You know, like when she's a child. Like, do, does baby Rosalina wear a crown? That's actually yeah. probably one I can Google. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, probably. Like, does the baby version? Uh, yes. Yeah, she totally baby does. Baby Rosalina does have a crown, yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of find baby Rosalina to be apocryphal. She's not, because she's also got white hair <laughs> as a baby. No, she has, I mean, at least in this rendering, she has blonde hair. Oh, all right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know if, like... The baby characters are separate. It's very, it's confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or if they're like somehow de-aged. Right, right. Um, yeah, what I find interesting about Rosalina just like as a character and like the sort of responsibilities that she takes on is that uh, the questions that she, she addresses are on like a huge cosmic scale that like no one, we've got like conquerors, we've got hedonists, even uh, in terms of like Edward, we've got, you know, someone who has like responsibility to a kingdom. She is guiding the life and death of countless stars. 
um, like, I don't know, it's like heady existential stuff on a huge scale. Um, I think she may be like the most legit royalty of them all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, are we on to final picks at this point? I think we are, yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, what's happening there? Together. Getting an ad here. Sports Center, something or other. Okay, it's gone. Um, I was going to do another pick from Super Mario Galaxy, if you can believe it or not. Maybe I'll change. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll zig here, Mark. I'm going to zig a little bit here uh, and go off, the, uh, off my prepared remarks. Uh, and I am instead going to draft. That's right. We're drafting them now. Uh, Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, she is. Uh, uh, is. Is she a princess? Yes, she is a princess. There we go. Um, uh, of like the empire uh, in in that game. And she look. If you're playing down uh, the the path of the um, uh, Black Eagles, there we go. Um, you can choose to like be the villainous uh, wing of, of, of the three houses. Um, so she is uh, super ambitious uh, and is kind of like everyone else has these like kind of soft edges to them. Um, and she's like, no, I need to do what needs to be done. Uh, and like, we'll bring peace to the kingdom, even if it means that I come off as like, kind of bad mm -hmm. right um and also like hey gotta give it up to someone who's like totally rejecting the church that's like you know overseeing the whole continent forever um recognizes them to be like sort of a corrupt institution uh so edelgard uh is going to be my Man, final the characters pick. in that game were so good they're so good I, there, there was a little bit where i was like can i just do all three of the leaders um from three houses uh but i think Edel edelgard is the uh is, is the choice there so my last uh, king is a tragic figure in my mind, mm -hmm. and that's we already have King K. Rule on the list. Uh, yeah, uh, this is King Bobom from <laughs> Super Mario sixty four, being the first boss in the game. He's tasked with guarding the Power Star, which uh, you know Bowser is making him protect. Yep, and talk about. A fallen king. Yeah. Right? Uh, subjugated to Bowser. Clearly an old man. Has yep. an enormous Huge mustache, mustache. That's yep. white. You know, from age and sorrow. Mm -hmm. Probably tear-stained. probably as well. Stressed. Oh my gosh, yeah. Imagine being your King bob -omb, Yeah. And Bowser shows up and is like, not only mm -hmm. am I in... Like enlisting, I'm taking all your people, right. all your bob -oms, and I belong to us. Yeah, belong mm -hmm. to us. Plus, I'm making you stand by yourself on top of a mountain. On top of a mountain. Yeah. And you're going to be the first one. Yep. That my arch nemesis is going to be coming for. So good luck. He'll learn how to fight me man. by fighting you. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, it really is like a little bit of a. Uh, and I wonder if. Um, like the Babam battlefield had already, if it was just a regular field, then Bowser was like, no, I'm giving you the, this Babam battlefield, a little bit of a gold watch retirement scenario, right? Right. Forcing him out um, to just retire on this hill oh, and be killed by Mario. And so do you think that Bowser maybe like didn't tell him, he's like, you're right. And this actually makes it sadder. Yeah. That I think you're right. <laughs> that Bowser takes, o takes over the bob -omb kingdom. There's mm -hmm. King bob -omb, And Bowser is like, you know what? I am going to show you mercy. I'm going to give you this uh, field. And yep. it, it will be entirely yours. Uh, I'm even going to give you this power star. Wow. And, you know, you'll want to protect this with your life. Not, and, you know, thinking... Like you're saying, like the gold watch for retirement, the setting the King Bobom up to think that he's just going to be enjoying retirement in this beautiful field. Right. Yes. And he's going to have this gorgeous view where every day he's going to see the sunrise and sunset, you know, in an unobstructed, maybe some Nintendo 64 fog, maybe. <laughs> And but instead, Bowser was setting him up, knowing this is the first place. This is the Mario first is place. Go. He puts no magic spell on there to protect the, that that door. Mario just walks right in. 
Yeah, that's right. And jumps right into that painting. Man, that is sad. And that's the, the tragedy of King bob Uh Maybe that's more like Lear. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so we've got we've got fifteen royals at this point. Um, let's just uh, ping pong back and forth. Uh, make sure that we've got them all accounted for. We've got Princess Peach, Princess Daisy, Princess Zelda from the Ocarina of Time, Bowser, King K. Rule, Prince Mallow, Prince Fluff, Princess Micah, Edward from Final Fantasy IV, Edelgard from Three Houses, King Wart from Super Mario Brothers Two, King DDD. The uh, all collectively the kings from Super Mario Brothers three, Princess Rosalina and King Bob. Um, okay, Mark. Now what we're gonna do here is we are going to uh, assign some royal honorifics. I went through and found examples of ten weird royals, kings, queens, emperors, etc., from throughout history, and highlighted a single individual weird thing that they did or weird behavior that they exhibited and we are going to uh get an honorific from that weird thing and then we are going to assign it to one of our 15 royals perfect um and look a lot of these guys monsters did terrible things like drowning their harems or masturbate too much um and so they're just a lot of weirdos in here and i tried to not get the like grossly sexual or overtly violent ones but a couple snuck in but it's mostly look it's just mostly weird and fun and even if these guys did do other terrible things in their lives we're just gonna focus on that's these. right that's right <laughs> this look there's a lot of darkness if you start digging into the kings and queens in history um all right so uh, first up is uh czar peter the third of Russia, uh, who uh, is was uh, sort of famously like a boy stuck in a man's body, was obsessed with uh, his toys, with his dolls and like toy soldiers and stuff. And he held a full military parade for one of his dolls that uh, it's uh, a rat tore its head off. Uh, and so he had this like military funereal parade um uh, he's rumored to have never consummated his marriage okay so uh the uh czar peter the third award for uh just playing with their toys all the time uh and possibly holding a parade for one of their murdered dolls who should that go to i feel like i feel like it might go to our sweet boy mallow oh mallow <laughs> I think he would do. You it. think Mallow's not serious? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, it's it's hard. It would be difficult for me to take Mallow serious as like a as a rule. What if you were Very a cloud too, though? You're, what if you're a cloud no, too? No, no, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. You're looking at him from non cloud eyes. At no, this but point. E- but even then, I'd be like, I'd be like turning to my other clouds and being like, do you know? Can you get a get a load of this guy? You, can you believe that he thought he was a tadpole for like a long time until like l- yesterday? <laughs> And this is the guy telling me what to do. Right, right. I, right. I have to salute at this military parade for That's this right. doll because That's this right. bozo didn't know that he was a uh, this sweet bozo. <sighs> Boy, it's, it feels like character assassination, but I think <laughs> I think you're right. I think uh, I think uh, Prince Mallow has got to be our Czar uh, Peter the uh, <laughs> Third. Um, uh, uh, I, I think I mean I I haven't seen which uh, historical figures you have found for this that's but right but i'm guessing very few of the uh comparisons are going to be flattering yeah <laughs> yeah that's right um all right uh so next up uh i went for a classic right down the middle didn't want to do any research for the second one here uh king henry the uh, of england uh, england uh like to get married and uh, have new wives all the time but couldn't get a divorce because the Pope was like, no, you can't do that. Uh, so he wanted a divorce so bad that he got in an argument with the Pope and started the English Reformation, effectively breaking the Church of England away from the Catholic Church. So who among our princes, princesses, kings and queens would want to uh, get a divorce so bad that they start their own religion? Effectively. <laughs> so uh, I, it's not Bowser because Bowser only has I. That's eyes right. for one princess. That's, that's right. Princess Peach. Um, for me, I would say it's between King K. Rule. Yeah, that feels right. And yeah, I think maybe it's just King K. Rule. Well, so what's interesting is like there's not too much romance in any of these uh, and, and any of any of our royals. So maybe we need to broaden out the idea to like 
so like single-minded in their pursuit of something that they would go so far as to create their own religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in that way, King K. Rule makes sense. I also sort of think Zelda makes sense. Like, I could, you, you I know could what I totally mean? see that. Yeah. Link is trapped in, you know, the this time warp right. and, for and, seven years. And she's like, look, Raru's not getting it done. <laughs> I'm going to ex- be excommunicated from Raru, the Pope, Pope Raru, uh, and start my own religion of being chic. Yeah, because I somebody's somebody's got to get to work that's right yeah so maybe it is maybe it is princess zelda great so princess zelda is going to get our um henry the eighth award uh so i'm gonna add that here henry the eighth okay great um uh next up this is nero Emperor of Rome. Oh, very good. Uh, from the years uh, 37 to uh, 68, uh, lived a, a short life. Uh, a famous hedonist, did a lot of terrible things, including having his mother killed. Um, possibly set Rome on fire. Rome was definitely burning, and he just watched it, played his lyre, um, which is where we get the phrase, uh, fiddled while Rome burned. Uh, it wasn't a fiddle, it was a uh, similar uh, instrument. But even still, who among our royals would fiddle while their kingdom Burns. A true hedonist. Yes. Um, I mean, I I did leverage. I did throw uh, a hedonist label at King DDD earlier. I do feel like uh, Dreamland can be on fire, and he'd be like, "Nah." Yeah, I I do think so. And we, um, but I feel like, yeah, for some reason, coming to DDD's defense. Here. Coming to <laughs> DDD's defense. I, I think maybe it's because he's turned into more of like he, an anti-hero. Sure. In the later games, occasionally teaming up with... I feel like... Okay, this is a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Say it. But I feel like King DDD cares. <laughs> I think if Planet Popstar was sure. on fire, sure. King DDD would do that like bug eye thing that he sometimes does. Right. And he would rally his... Yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> the little like... Things that look like gumdrops that spin around. Sure. He'd pick up an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. It's definitely not Edelgard because she cares too much. Same reason with like Edward. There's no way right. that they would let that happen. Um, actually, I mean, by process of elimination, it might end up being King DDD. I, th- I think the other... Could also be Princess Micah, though, because her world was destroyed. We don't have any evidence of what she was up to while her world was destroyed. But while her friend Mike Jones is on a time-traveling quest, she's making fun of him. She doesn't have a lot. She doesn't have a lot of characterization. <laughs> going. Well, yeah. She doesn't. And I was going to say, she doesn't have, like, a lot going for her. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I could see, I could see it happening. I, I think she might be the Nero. Who, were, were you about to suggest? Did you say King Babam? Uh, no, okay. no, no, I okay. would never, that man has gone through enough. Okay, look, we got to start talking about your picks at some point, okay? <laughs> They're not all saints. <laughs> I just love each and every one of them. <laughs> all right, so uh, Princess Micah gets the Nero Award. Uh, <clears throat> next up is Princess Alexandra of Bavaria, uh, lived from 1826 to 1875. At the age of 23, she somehow convinced herself that she had, as a child, swallowed a glass grand piano and that any sudden movement would shatter the piano inside her. This is a delusion that she lived with for, I don't know, 30 years. Now this one, yeah, I think is King Wart. And the reason I think it's King Wart is because you, when you meet King Wart, he's on his little platform and he just shuffles back and forth. Mm-hmm. He can't move that much. And the reason we're, he can't move that much is obviously because he thinks that he swallowed a glass, glass grand, grand piano. piano. And if right. he does move too much, it's going to shatter inside of him. And of course, that's part of what made him ineligible to be a Battletoad. Can't go into battle with a glass piano inside nope. you. Nope. Um, it's, why, it's why his like, attack has to be bubbles, too, because they're like light. <laughs> right. They're that's, not going to disrupt right. anything. That's right. Um, this like glass delusion um, is like a relatively common thing in in royals, where they're like, "No, part of me is glass. I can't do anything, or I'll break." All that inbreeding. <laughs> it's it's true. Mark, you're not wrong. Um, all right, so that's the Princess uh, Alexandra of Bavaria award goes to Wart. All right, next up we've got Joanna, Queen of Castile and Argon in Spain. 
from 1479 to uh, 1555. Lived a nice long life. Um, she was obsessed, Mark, obsessed with her husband, Philip I of Burgundy, uh, and refused to be separated from his corpse after death. So she lived another like 20, 30 years after her husband died, had him embalmed uh, and brought his corpse uh, everywhere she went, traveling uh, to bed. Uh, this corpse was just always with her. So who is the uh, dutiful wife or husband even after death? I think this is Bowser. <laughs> I think Bowser, first of all, surrounded by yes men. Oh, my God. Yes. Right? right so, yes. like, mm-hmm. nobody would ever say, hey, do you really want to take that embalmed corpse, corpse like, with you yeah. when you go invade um, th- whatever king, like, King Bob-omb's kingdom? Uh, they, they're just going to be like, yeah, of course. We'll pack up the embalmed corpse right now. And he's so single-minded yeah. that let's say, God forbid, that he did marry Princess Peach. And she died. Then his life know, would be over he unless would be he, over, and you know he's yeah, embalming that corpse. That's right. He is embalming that corpse, and she is going with him everywhere he goes. He has. I mean, what does he even do if he's not trying to like kidnap he a princess? Would, he would be purposeful. Yeah. I, I. He would be without purpose. I think yes. that he would make Kamek and the other minions like hide her embalmed body yeah, places, yeah. I think and this is he right. would like go find it. That's what yeah. he would spend his days doing. Uh, all right, great. So, uh, Joanna, Queen of Castile, is uh, is our uh, Bowser, um, because he would embalm uh, Princess Peach and never let her go. Um, next up, we've got uh, an emperor of China, uh, King Shi Huang, uh, the uh, uh, Qin Dynasty emperor from uh, 259 to 210 BCE, um, obsessed with immortality, uh, did not like. The smarty pants who were like, you shouldn't search for immortality. That's a fool's uh, dream. And then, of course, famously buried with a whole army of terracotta warriors. Um, this is where these statues come from. Uh, so who is who among our characters here would be so obsessed with immortality that they would bury themselves with uh, statues of their warriors? It's a tough one. I want to say King K. Rule. Okay, tell me why. So the kind of like hoarding mentality makes me think of yeah, that's bananas. True. That's true. And I think that the like mad scientist part of it <laughs> this could, is true. could this very is, is well, you know, yeah. like uh, a mad scientist, especially the kind that um, K. Rule is fashioned after, like Do- Dr. Frankenstein, they are often obsessed with life and death and how to play God. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, that's true. So, so I feel like it's like in King K. Rule's blood for him to be driven by this idea of living forever. Okay, so he uh, he gets the Emperor King uh, King Shi Huang uh, award uh, for, oh, and you know he's gonna bury himself with like a bunch of Kremlings, uh, terracotta right? Kremlings, yeah, terracotta sure. Kremlings. Uh, all right. Uh, Mark, next up here is uh, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, (laughs) from uh, 605 BCE to uh, 562 BCE. That's right. If you thought I wasn't going to bring up biblical kings, you're wrong. I mean, what what other podcast would you get that from? Nebuchadnezzar famously went crazy for seven years, lived out in the wilderness as an animal, ate grass like a cow, and then just came back and rejoined society. So who among our heroes would uh, exile himself for seven years to live as an animal? I think, and this might sound a little crazy, but it might be Prince Fluff. I think he might be so annoyed yeah. that Kirby's basically just like waltzing in, usurping his position. <laughs> Everybody's like, thanks, Kirby. Right. And, Prin- and Prince Fluff is just like, what? I'm right I here. I did this too. What am I? I could have done this without and it him. drives him so crazy. That's a solid pitch. What about Rosalina? <laughs> she, like her, the whole thing is about exile, right? right. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. She's living seven years as a star in outer space. <laughs> like, as far as, like, uh, you know, temporary delay. And then she comes back to the Mushroom Kingdom uh-huh. so she can, you know, go go-karting and golfing and stuff. <laughs> but for a while, she lives out amongst the stars. No, you're right. I think, like, uh, Rosalina's calm exterior obviously hides uh, torrent inside. Yeah. 
Uh, and at this point, I'm going to be copying and pasting the name Nebuchadnezzar because I will never learn how to spell this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a crazy spelling. Uh, all right. Um, we've, got, we've got three more uh, royals to go. Um, Mark, next up, our next royal, Vlad the Impaler. Prince of Wallachia. There we go. 1428 to 1477. Uh, this is basically Dracula. So who among these characters is basically Dracula? So I think it's Edelgard. I, it's it's got to be Edelgard. And part of it is the reason that Vlad the Impaler has that name and has the reputation yep. that he got was because, you know, the way that he protected his kingdom was being so fierce. Yes. And I feel like... And physically impaling his opponents on stakes in front of his castle. And so I think Edelgard, if if she felt like that's what it needed to protect her kingdom, that she would go to those lengths. She would be that extreme. Uh, yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's right. And I also just have, like, kind of a hard time picturing anyone else on this list. You mean the kings from Super Mario Brothers three? Yeah, I just don't, I just don't know. I just don't know. I've, I I mean, kind of have a hard time just like picturing them doing anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> Except jumping for joy. <laughs> yeah, oh no, 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 no! That, the toad that's, jumps that's the for toad. joy. Yeah, right. They sit in the throne. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Vlad the Impaler. Uh, this is one where I couldn't get away from like a frighteningly violent ruler. Like, but you know, he's he's basically Dracula. All right. Um. Next, Mark, is uh, King Farouk of Egypt, um, a recent one from 1920 to 1965 uh, was when he lived. Uh, he was a very uh, immature kid um, who uh, was just like, it was time for him to be king. Um, but I did find this one weird anecdote where um, there was a master thief who he had pardoned uh, on the condition that the master thief teach him how to be a pickpocket. So this king of Egypt was using his pickpocketing skills to annoy other heads of state, including famously stealing a pocket watch from Winston Churchill. So <laughs> who would abuse their power to pardon a thief and become a master pickpocket? This feels like it could be Daisy to me. Mm, tell me why. Well, we were talking earlier about like, what is the difference between Princess Peach and Princess Daisy? Yeah. Uh, Princess Peach. You're at dinner, you spill something on yourself. She is really polite about it. Pretends to... I love this go-to example. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Princess Daisy, you spill something on yourself at dinner. She's using that opportunity to take your watch. And later, she's going to be like, missing anything? Yep. Yeah, that's right. And then she's going to like gonna dangle your watch you in front forever, of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that would totally be part... I could see her being excited about the idea of being able to do, like, be becoming a pickpocket. Uh, all right, I, I I like that. So uh, Daisy will be our King Farouk of Egypt, um, uh, Mark. Which means uh, where it's time to embark on uh, the the final royal that we have here. Um, any guesses? Are, are are there any like uh, royals that you think I've I've left off the list that you know to be like particularly eccentric or anything? Uh, no. So the final the final example here that I have is of course. Elvis Presley, king of rock and roll. <laughs> ah, the king. <laughs> the king, yes. Um, lots of weird things about Elvis, of course, but the one I want to focus in on here is that he was obsessed with law enforcement and would frequently pretend to be a policeman and pull people over for speeding. He had a meeting with Richard Nixon where he asked him if he could be an FBI agent. What's going on with Elvis? <laughs> he wants to pretend to be a cop. So who among our kings and queens so obsessed with law enforcement that they would pretend to be a cop and pull people over for speeding? I think it's DDD. I think it's DDD too. That was immediately why? where my why, mind went. Why did we both go to that? I don't know. But I think maybe it's because he's a, he's a self-proclaimed king yeah, already, great point. right? Great like, point. Uh, he's made himself king, and it makes sense that he would get bored of that eventually, and he would be like, you know what? I... Um, I'm also now I'm the sheriff too. I'm also the sheriff of Dreamland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, no, that that makes perfect sense to me. There's also like there's the uh, like other at like especially of like late Elvis's life where I'm like, yeah, they look if you put King DDD in like that white jumpsuit. Oh yeah, no, the, you the, know what the I mean? presence is very similar. Right. I absolutely imagine King DDD loving 
what was it like peanut butter and peanut banana butter, sandwiches yeah and bacon too or, i yeah, think yeah some, yeah um uh yeah the singing uh you know fools rush in uh with like sweating harder than you've ever <laughs> yeah, seen while like a human being while waddle d's are like yeah. losing their mind <laughs> Uh, all right, that's great. Uh, so th- those are our 10 honorifics. Let's just run down them. Uh, so Princess Daisy gets the King Farouk of Egypt award uh, for b- wanting to be a pickpocket. Yeah, that's right. Princess Zelda from Ocarina of Time gets the Henry VIII award for uh, being willing to break from the mm-hmm. authority in right. order to fulfill their goals. Maybe a bit of a stretch, but I like that one. <laughs> um, uh, Bowser gets the uh, Joanna of Queen Joanna of Castile award for the fact that he would totally embalm Princess Peach and uh, take her with him everywhere. Uh, King K. Rule gets the uh, Qin Shi Huang Award for um, b- being obsessed with like the immortality, uh, immortality right. and burying himself with uh, terracotta Kremlins. Kremlins. Yep. Uh, and then Prince Mallow gets the Tsar Peter Third Award for being too childlike and obsessed with toys. I still think character assassination <laughs> of, of Prince Mallow. Uh, Princess Micah gets the Nero Award mm-hmm. uh, for being willing to, or I guess just being a heathen. Sorry, Princess Micah. Well, Talk about... It was It was mostly about her planet was destroyed, and we don't have, have any evidence that she didn't fiddle. <laughs> Well, Arconia burned. That's so. That's so cruel. It's being. <laughs> it's like being. Yeah. Oh, Your also, country gets invaded, and it's like, right. well, you didn't do anything well, you didn't about do anything. it. But also, uh, well, her friend Mike Jones is traveling through time. She's just making fun of him. Yeah. No. She no. Could you're be right. more helpful. No. Nope. She earns this award. <laughs> uh, then Edelgard gets the Vlad the Impaler Award for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, King Ward gets the Princess Alexandra Award. I can't remember which of this, this one is the was. gold. Uh, this is the glass piano. Ah, <laughs> yes, of course. That's why he does his little shuffle up on the platform. Can't and, go any further. And why he never became a battletoad. Uh, King DDD gets the Elvis Presley Award, again, for obvious reasons. And but pr- mostly because he would totally pretend to be a cop. And Princess Rosalina gets the Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> Award. Because she spent so much time in exile. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Out she among was the stars. Star, yeah. Which is, uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> she was a star pretending to be a star, being a star. And then coming back and just pretending like nothing happened. Right. It was just totally normal, guys. I was just a star for seven years. Uh, all right, Mark. Let's close this conversation out. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, thank you so much to our 16-bit patrons, Connor McCabe, Patrice Millette, and David Hendley. We appreciate you so much. We appreciate everyone for listening, uh, but uh, 16-bit patrons, uh, patrons especially. Join the Discord, uh, email us, and we will email you. Um, uh, Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. 